0: Oh, 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 oh. Hi, my name is Julio Carrillo, and this is the One Percent Podcast. Uh, that was, that was a good Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Hi, everyone. I'm Julio Carrillo, and this is the One Percent Podcast. Today, we today we have Tubbs from Vancouver nightlife. Tubbs, why don't you give yourself a little quick introduction and uh, who you are, who what when where why how, and let the yeah. Let the audience know who you are. Thanks for
1: having me, Julio. Um, yeah, my name is Tubbs. Um, I have had that name for a very long time, so I <laughs> turned it into my business, Tubbs Entertainment, um, and uh, we run a couple of different uh, nightclubs and uh, nightlife events all around Vancouver. Uh, we do everything from hip-hop events to ethnic events, or we do like South Asian events as well. Uh, we help out with concerts, festivals, all of that, and um, for some of our more exclusive clients, we even do private events, so... Yeah, uh been in nightlife for about 16 years now and uh just really uh deep diving into it and helping Vancouver become more more of a fun city than people think it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: so when we when I wanted to invite you out it was more because I mean it is the 1% podcast, right? Yeah. And it a lot of people have this misconception, or at least I feel people have this misconception that this 1% just means money. Mm-hmm. For me, it's everything from from mindset to business, and in your case, entertainment. Yeah. Because entertainment is a really difficult and challenging business. And to be successful and relevant mm-hmm. is two different things, and is challenging. And I feel that you and what you've done in the nightlife in Vancouver, which is already hard enough as it is, yeah. is 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 something that you can really tip your hat to and show a lot of respect to. Thank you. Um, but before we continue, normal tradition on this podcast, we always have to have a little Don Julio, since it's a conversation Amazing. with Don Julio. Uh, I'm gonna pour you a little cup, and let's Absolutely. relax, and let's talk a little bit about everything. Um, Love me some good tequila. Ah, of course, man.
1: So, how long you been in the game for? So, I've been actively working in nightlife for 16 years. Um, I actually just started off as a promoter. I was the guy that, oh, let's cheers to that. Cheers first. to that, bud. Yeah. So, yeah, I've uh, I started off as a promoter. Um, I actually answered like a shady Craigslist ad that was like, do you have (laughs) a lot of friends? Do you like to party? Come join our company. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Um, And I worked for this company. It was a tiny little sub-promotion company um, at what is now Enzo. used to be called Plush back then. And um, I just, you know, went around college, found some friends who were want to party, sold tickets. did The whole thing back then, they were paying me a dollar ahead. I got a dollar for every single person that came through. and uh yeah that was uh, probably 2007 2008 um and slowly i was just working for this company and the owner of uh plush came up to me and he goes hey man uh, are you Tubbs?" and i was like yeah man that's that's me he's like yeah you brought 80 people this this week do you know the company you work for only brought 100 and you brought 80 of the 100 and i was like oh shit i don't i don't know that i'm like i just (laughs) i'm just doing my job just just don't bring people i brought friends uh like "Uh, how much did they pay you i'm like oh i get paid a dollar a head okay come work for us we'll give you three dollars a head <laughs> oh shit that's great so the you know two hundred percent pay raise just jumped up started working with them um and slowly just started making friends in the industry um and eventually decided that you know you know we had enough contacts between like djs promoters friends and everyone that we can just start uh, throwing our own nights and eventually start doing that found some great people to work with locked arms with them great people um, and uh, yeah just try to be as consistent as we can you know a lot of people uh, don't realize how long we've been at it and sometimes people are like oh man you guys you know pull up overnight you guys are doing such great things and I'm like nothing's overnight you know how many like birthdays we leave early from weddings we miss or you know vacations we don't go on because we're working on the weekends all the time Um, you know I like to call it the other 9 to 5 so (laughs) that's uh, that's that's uh, it's a different world for sure
0: so nightlife in Vancouver yeah from all the people I speak to it's not the greatest Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, but even in this in this very difficult industry that you're in you've been able to build some of the best nightlife yeah that that Vancouver has to offer but you know I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a wild guess here all of that was not accomplished overnight clearly it's 16 years in the making yeah. 16 years of BS, yeah, 16 years of working with people that come in and leave Yep. Uh, on a dime yeah right but you've been able to actually grow your business and you've been actually been able to technically well not technically you did survive through COVID yeah but what was that journey like like what, what, yeah. what were some of what are some of the hardest things about your business that what you do yeah because it's entertainment your job is to literally entertain people yeah and everybody is the entertainment can be a very subjective thing so absolutely how do you accomplish that well there's a few things you touched on there
1: that i want to like there's a few different parts that we should break that up into so one yeah vancouver nightlife maybe isn't as fun as other people other parts of the world are claim dude like there's there's a few things behind that and i always like to touch on that because i think there's some things that people um, either forget or don't know. So one, we have some of the strictest red tape in Vancouver or in BC in general compared to other parts of Canada even and other parts of the world. So for example, when we do bottle service and you can't leave the bottle at the table, that pisses a lot of people off. They want to know like where their booze is, how much they drank. That's why. That's one re- re- reason. Okay, that I was pe- wondering
0: yeah. why every single time I order a bottle, they put it into like these little Craps decanters. And yeah, yeah. And they start pouring out the shots. I'm like, where's the bottle at?
1: Yeah. So in okay. BC and Al- Alberta, it's illegal. The two provinces that you're not allowed to do that. Toronto, Montreal, all that out there, you can do it. Um, but in BC and Alberta, for whatever reason, uh, they think it's people will overserve themselves. I think people, if they're people going to get drunk, they get drunk anyways. Having the bottle at the table doesn't that's make a difference.
0: That's such sense. ass backwards. Okay, so if I have 15 shots lined up, that's not going to stop me from over drinking. if I have a bottle. bottle
1: at the table. Exactly. Yeah, you can go to the bar and order 15 shots, but you can't put a bottle at the table. So it's a silly rule, but that's one of the things okay. that automatically people get bummed out right away. Sure. Yeah. Two, um, I definitely think the venues here in Vancouver, not to like, you know, call you out, but... I definitely think we can up our level of one, service and decor. But the thing is, I don't blame them because the rent here is so high that a lot of these owners don't have money left over um, to invest into decor and all that. Like, I'll give you an example. I went to Montreal last year, and I went to this really cool club called Yoko Luna. And it's a church that they turned into a nightclub. And you go go inside, and at the very front of the altar, there's a 30-foot geisha, and the DJ's, like, sitting in the geisha's head. Like how cool is that? But the thing is, when you're paying maybe forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in your lease for a nightclub here in Vancouver, there's not a lot of money left over to do those type of cool things. Um, so then you get stuck with these like four walls with minimal decor and minimal uh, appeal. Um, but yeah, so these are the kind of things that that kind of affect us. So I mean, one to the politicians out there, uh, if you could, get, you know, give us some, uh, you know, loosen up the the, the, the chains yeah. and uh, uh, let us, you know, have a little bit more freedom and, you know, leave the bottle there. Or, you know, if the rent prices ever come down, maybe we can uh, have some more money for decor and all that. But yeah, these are the type of things that can help us get us to that next part. Um, now, the second part of your question to talk about, like, the come up and, and like COVID especially, um, nightlife in general is is seen as a very like short lifespan career like a lot of people will come and do it in their college days maybe when they're young it's not really seen as like a longevity business for people uh um, in your youth like you know i have a lot of people that are like oh you are still a promoter? isn't that like something you do when you're in college and i'm like it's like well now when you turn into your full business and you know you have people working for you and you create events out of scratch it's a whole new game it's okay. not me just selling tickets on the side of the road um. so when it comes to yes yeah, so one is the consistency persistence through that. and when it comes to COVID um, I gotta give a lot of props to like some of the owners we work with they were some of the first people in Vancouver to take risks and to like um, pivot when we needed to so for example uh, halfway through COVID they decided that venues that can serve food can still stay in business and you've been to Cabana before you've yeah. seen the layout we have so many tables so we can have people that are sitting at table six to a table and we just started giving everyone that bought two bottles pizza from Domino's. We are like, you buy two bottles, you get a free pizza from us, no problem. And boom, that was the loophole we got back into business while other uh, clubs couldn't yeah, do that.
0: But see, that, that's one of the beautiful things of, of I think an entrepreneur or someone who knows how to pivot, Yeah. right? And most people are not creative enough to pivot because I genuinely believe, maybe in the beginning, Maybe in the beginning they're really hungry enough yeah. to be creative. Yeah. But then the, the anchor yeah. comes in and I call that comfortability. Yeah. And they get really comfortable in their business and they don't think about two bottles will get dominoes yeah, yeah, yeah that's creative yeah that's how you stay in business <laughs> yeah not sorry guys well I don't know what to do the government is this we have yeah. these shackles and we're handcuffed and and look and, and then it becomes a blame game
1: yeah
0: no one takes that accountability in business and for you i because it's your business uh, or in my case in my own business I don't have that luxury to come up with excuses I have, yeah I don't have that freedom to be like sorry guys it's the government
1: yeah well, that's the thing. I think a lot of times uh, people play victim, you yes. know, and, uh, and that's what differentiates the 1%. You're gonna have the 1% of people that have their backs against the wall. They don't have any other option and they gotta make money, so they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, you have but to. if you're someone that, you know, is comfortable, you got your savings, mm-hmm. maybe you have like parents that are helping you out, whatever this and that, um, you may sit back and wait for something to happen. But if you don't, someone like me that doesn't have all those luxuries, you gotta go out there and do it. You gotta figure it out.
0: You know, one of the best things I, when I was following you on Instagram, there's, there, there's, it's like a compliment, but it's also a side compliment. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain. I don't see you on Instagram, but I see you on Instagram. Okay. Like I don't see tubs, yeah. but I always see you pushing your products, pushing yes. your brands, pushing the clubs, pushing what you're doing. Yeah. And I, um, it's a really interesting concept because some people will promote themselves. Yeah. But you're not promoting yourselves, you're promoting the brand because that's just the business. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost on the social media platforms. Yeah. They forget that, hey, it's a business. Yeah. My job is to entertain you, make it enticing enough to bring you through the doors. It's your business. Yeah. Again, no disrespect. It's no different than any other business. Our job is to bring business through the door. Yeah, you gotta make it look fun whether it's a dollar store whether it's McDonald's it doesn't matter it's just marketing yep. your job is to bring the business through the door yep. 2 for 1 whatever yep. right in your case two bottles one pizza there you go and you got to be able to be creative enough and be agile enough and i think that's where people fail absolutely fail
1: and i think like a lot of people get caught up in like this is cornier that's cornier wanting to look cool and this and that like I literally went on Amazon and bought a pizza suit and was hand- delivering the pizzas to people's tables in a pizza thing because I knew they'd Instagram it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a care. I don't care if it's gonna be corny. I'll just go and do it because guess what? What's gonna get the sales? Yeah. Right? That's that's all. What What's it gonna matters. close it?
0: Yeah. I learned a long time ago in my early years in business because I used to be very more ego- not egotistical. I'm sorry, that's the wrong word. I used to be more I care too much about mm-hmm. what other people thought. Yeah. And then I didn't see the bigger picture until someone taught me it. And it was at the end of the day, doesn't matter what happens or what you do or how you do it, did the check clear? Yeah. Yeah. Is the money in the bank? Yeah. Because if it is, New one. Pizza suit? Yeah. Let them laugh. Let them yeah, yack, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we right? became
1: a meme. Cool. I love cool. it. That'll go further.
0: Be even better. Now I'm even now I got myself out there. I'm the pizza guy at at Cabana. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But that's the whole thing, is at the end of the day, people can't see that focus yeah. and they're so self conscious.
1: I think you definitely have to separate the personal from the business aspect. Like I have a lot of new promoters that'll come in. And they'll take it really hard, they'll be like, man, I only, you know, I invited 60 people out, I texted all these people, they said, yeah, I'll be there, my guest list was huge, and now five of my friends only showed up, like, fuck, what am I doing wrong? And I go, screw them, like, it's not on you that they didn't show up, it's not that you did anything wrong, all you can do is invite, right? It's on them, and maybe they have something going on, they're busy, they got an exam, they got whatever that's all their excuses don't put that on yeah. you right but i said those five people that showed up for you go inside have a drink with them here's some drink tickets make sure they have fun mm-hmm.
0: and make sure that absolutely. they come
1: back if you focus on that then you're doing the right actions right
0: absolutely and, and i think more to those five people who showed up yeah because those are the five that are going to support you right exactly you know those other 95 or 60 or whatever number you texted yeah those are the guys that go down to level b yeah yeah. but those five guys that showed up or five girls whatever you want to call them yeah. those, those, those five people yeah go show a little bit more love go yeah. show a little respect and yeah. say thank you for coming out appreciate you for supporting yeah. Cabana or whatever club or whoever yeah. for the brand thank you for supporting and show some love because um, again coming from uh, I'm assuming a lot of people would probably think I, I made it out of nowhere and I come from money (laughs) and I did I just had a small 10 million dollar loan but I did it all on my own (laughs) no I'm joking but uh, you know coming from humble beginnings um, again washing dishes and cleaning rooms I I learned a long time ago from my neighborhood is you always it's gonna sound bad but you always break off the people who take care of you absolutely always show them a little bit of love and it doesn't mean you financially (laughs) It could just mean just quick dab yeah thank you Love you. Thank you for the support. Yeah, and you know, you know that when they call you, you're going to be there because they were there for you. And, and it's just those little things, those little tweaks in business that I think people forget. They don't know how to show love and respect back. Yeah. You know.
1: It comes down to relationship building. Like I think any business um, that you have, whether it's an entertainment or you're selling socks or you're selling pizzas, uh, whatever it is you have to be able to build a relationship with either your audience or your clientele or whatever and if there is no personal connection and personal relationship there then they might be a one time buyer they may or may not come back it's really going to be irrelevant Mm -hmm. Um, but guess what you show them that little bit of extra love and you build that relationship um like, I have people that maybe only go, like, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. I have friends that go out maybe once a year. But guess what? If they're ever downtown on a Friday or Saturday night, I know they're going to call me at some point to come by and say what's up. Even if they're at somebody else's birthday somewhere else or doing anything, I have these few people that will always just say, hey, man, just want to come by, say what's up, let's have a drink. Yeah.
0: cool. So I think that's actually an interesting topic because I want to go devil's advocate a yeah. little bit with it. You got all these people that would come out for you because you know they support you. Right. How do you identify with those who are only going to come out because Tubbs is at the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's ones a who very use good question. You, the yeah. ones who only want to get to know you because they know Tubbs is the gatekeeper. Yeah. To performing, to yeah. access to a table or or yeah. on a closed out event, and they're not really there to support you. They just know
1: that you might be able to make it happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely have those people in our lives, too. Um, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard to know who's genuine and who's not unless you've dealt with them a long time and also if you've seen them move with other people. I think that's a big thing. Like When I see the way people talk about other people or move around other people and they're saying something in confidence to me, not that I'm ever going to repeat that to anybody else or, or, or you know, scold them for, you know, mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. shit about somebody else. or that. But I go, what are you saying about me behind my back? Yeah. What are you, how are you moving around me when I'm not listening? Yeah. You know
0: what? I was just talking to the guys. Uh, we went out to, to a club in, in, in Richmond and I was being introduced to to someone who was a potential good business contact. But I saw how he treated his team. Yeah one specific person yeah. and when we were talking well, what do you think and we're kind of like I'm very involved with my team with my opinions yeah. and with my thoughts because it might be something I'm not seeing yeah. and it's always good to get different perspectives of and I just told him it's like you know what if he could do his boy dirty like that yeah, who the fuck am I yeah, yeah,
1: if exactly. he's going to
0: go talk crap or insult him yep. call him names in front of me yeah, s- like who am I
1: he just met yeah exactly he just met
0: me don't 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 play your boy like that in front yeah. of in front of a stranger yeah that's even worse disrespect than the actual action yeah and at least that's just in my in my opinion that's just how i how Absolutely. i grew up yeah and i'm looking at it as uh if you could do that to him <laughs> oh i'm so dispensable for him Absolutely. there's no business relationship that i gotta watch myself with this guy yeah and that's how just my mind And that's
1: good for you to pick up on that because that not a lot of people would even see that some people would even be like oh you're really cool because you fucking
0: yeah oh he's a boss and he might be Again, i see over ego i (laughs) see someone who doesn't know how to play his cards right i see someone's trying to show off yeah i see i'm I'm picking out all these little things because my mind at least my business mind is going okay these are the attributes i need to look out for yeah these are my red flags in business you know, I would never do that to anyone on my team. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I was uh, finishing an argument uh, with someone, and then someone on my team called me, and I kind of was a little bit more reactive than what I normally am, yeah. and I realized it, and like five minutes later, I'm like, I called them back, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm, you know me.
1: Yeah.
0: I just reacted. Uh, you know me, I'm more calm than that, my bad. Uh, just got into this little thing, and I and I over and, and kind of just took it out on you by mistake. It was no disrespect we good Perfect. but I, i'm easily able to to fall on the sword because when you're wrong it's it's yeah. just math yeah when you're wrong you're fucking wrong yeah, exactly. it's when you're wrong and you don't admit it or you yeah. can't see it that's delusion but
1: that's what differentiates the one
0: percent yeah
1: right because yeah. a lot of people they're not aware self-aware yeah you know or even if they are aware their egos are too big to to actually admit yeah that.
0: that's what kills business oh yeah it it kills, kills business businesses and
1: relationships yeah. Any sort of growth you're
0: ever gonna have if you ego can't. Ego is the gateway for greed, ego is the gateway for disruption, ego yep. will bring other people outside the circle to disrupt or easily yep. manipulate it. And then what? And then technically what are you? Yeah. Your business is gonna be doomed to fail. Yep. Just that's just my, my opinion on it because I'm looking at it as uh I used to micromanage a lot in my previous business. And that was probably one of the hardest things I had to let go of is to trust my team. Yeah. And even when I started learning how to trust my team, my team previously failed me a lot. Yeah. And all that was was a learning experience. Learning experience. Like, yeah. okay, I know that doesn't work. Great, move on, move forward. Let let you guys go. Got to move on to someone else. That's fine. Yeah. And that, and it's really challenging, right? And and I'm sure with DJs, yeah. uh, Bottle service girls, yeah. uh, Entertainment, yeah. People just cancel on you on the last minute
1: yeah it's think. a flaky industry for sure i mean but uh with our team man like i honestly just like you said yeah. um you know if you treat people right i think you know you can go the distance uh there are always going to be issues that come up and my team knows that and i talk to them about it go as well and i go you know what we're always going to have problems It's how we work together to get through them whatever, right and yeah. um i actually had someone that i was interviewing last week from all service position. she goes uh um, or I said, why do you want to apply here? And she goes, you know what? I've noticed not a lot of pep- people have left here in the years that I've been partying here. And she goes, it seems that, that you guys are doing something right. And if people want to stay in working mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that means it's somewhere I want to be. Yeah. Because I want to do this long term. I was like, wow, that's a really good answer. And good on you for noticing that. Cause, yeah, cause, yeah.
0: So, one of the things I always find funny about... Um, bottle service is when the girls come out with their little strobe lights Ooh. yeah I'm always like you can always see the enthusiasm in the beginning I'm a big watcher I'm a yeah. big people person I yeah. love people watching yeah. so even though I like my Don Julio like it's I, I can handle my alcohol and I can handle my tequila as long as I don't switch up and yeah I'm pretty good but I love sitting in the back and I love watching all these girls come out and you can almost mimic them and it's like god
1: I don't Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. They're looking this way, they're
0: looking that way. <laughs> 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 and it's just funny to me. Like I remember when yeah. uh can't remember what club was up, but I just grabbed the I guy's like, put a little effort into yeah. it, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just uh, but again, managing that type of environment of managing entertainment, again, I can't I can't imagine. I mean it's uh we manage a lot of different people and and Jesus like to have the business that you've had for sixteen years is is a feat in its own. Yeah, thank you. You know, so, um, big plans. I mean, now you have, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe it's recent. It's Club Mumbai.
1: Yeah. And so that's that, been around for four years.
0: Four years, yeah. yeah. So uh, I just started noticing it on Instagram. But, um, you know, having an ethnic club, I need to know about that. Because a, 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 a business person, yeah, uh, a businessman, woman, doesn't matter. Someone in business that yeah. is ethnic is already challenging yeah now you're doing a club that is ethnic
1: yeah so let me tell you about that like to come up with that i've been doing hip-hop events pretty much my whole career um born and raised in vancouver um like i know a little bit of like music and this and that but i wouldn't say i'm well versed enough to like want to start this night and um four years ago me and my partner jag we were actually out on thursday night and we jumped around a couple of different clubs uh, you know, we went to Red Room. I think we went to Studio. We went to a few different places. And at the end of the night, we're both really hammered. He turns around to me. He goes, bro, we went to four different Latino nights. How do Latinos have four different nights going on and Indians have nothing happening? And I was like, well, no one wants to deal with us, man. Like, I'm like you know, like, I'm like, also, like... What what do you want? You think we should start one? He goes, I think we should start one. I'm like, bro, you and me are the whitest brown kids. (laughs) I'm like, what do we know about Indian music, this and that? He's like, I'm sure we can figure it out. Like, we should try for it. And then um, I connected with one of my college homies, Andrew. Him and his partner TBM, they own a record label together, Indian music. Yeah. So I'm like, let me reach out to this guy from college. I'm like, maybe we can do something here. So we had a meeting with them and said, hey, we want to do an Indian night. If you guys can be in charge of bringing the entertainment, the DJs programming the music. All that will be in charge of the contracts with the clubs. I'll make sure everyone gets paid. Like, let's do this as a cloud process. And the four of us got into business together to start this thing called Club Mumbai. And no club wanted to pick us up. They're like, oh, man, like, you know, it's going to be a lot of students. No one's going to spend any money. Oh, I don't know about the music or staff might not like the music. There's probably going to be a lot of fights. Blah, 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 blah. And what do you call it? We just... We persisted, kept asking people, talked to a lot of different people, and actually Blueprint got behind us. And they go, actually, we kind of like this idea. This is different. We want to do something different. But they're like, we can't give you one of our big clubs because we don't know if it's going to go. Um, so they gave us a club called MIA, which was a small little club in Gastown, about 150 people. <laughs> and when they started off, they were like, hey, we'll do eight weeks. I'm like, bro, we want weekly. They're like, no, we'll do eight weeks. See how it goes. We'll go from there. And we started off with only 30 to 50 people a night. It was like pulling fucking hairs trying to get people out there like come on come listen to music like oh well no one's going to give us a weekend so that's why we were doing Thursdays no one wants to give us a Friday, Saturday so we're like oh it's Thursday just come out we were like we had limo buses trying to come from Surrey, Kwantlen to bring students out like whatever we could do to fill that room we were trying to do it and in eight weeks it actually gained enough traction that we were making more bar sales than their Friday or Saturday night and they were like wow this is amazing Uh, six months after that we were doing you know three, four hundred people through the door there. Um, they were super happy, they loved it, and then boom, COVID happened, and they went out of business, that club. Um, and luckily, our friends over at Levels, because Levels was one of the first places we went to, to pitch them the idea, and they said, oh, this is off-brand for us, we don't want anything to do with it. But when they saw that success, and they saw that that shut, club shut down, they offered us the position there, and they brought us the name.
0: I always say that, uh, A, time proves off. Time always proves all so if you're gonna be successful or you're gonna blow up your hype yeah in time we will tell yeah we'll see we'll see what you're really made of let's yeah. see let see what's like 16 years after right? yeah where you're at but the point what I'm trying to say is that uh, that's one of the things I like to say Another thing I always love to say is if you don't fuck with me now, you'll fuck with me later. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just wait, but later it might cost you more. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we got a better deal out of them, and now we're doing 700 people a week. Um, we're having some of the biggest Indian concerts in the city. Some of the artists that we brought in for concerts, now Live Nation's doing tours for them across Canada and the U.S. Live Nation. Yeah, so, like, they're seeing the ones that we're bringing in, and they're scooping those guys up to do concerts now. It's like... Okay, cool man. Like, you know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. We're still making money. We're still building our brand and you know, our goal is, you know, who knows in the f- next few years to have our own club that we can run ethnic music multiple nights a day. Yeah. and night multiple nights a week whatever. That's kind of the goal.
0: Yeah, and that's kinda of shocking because obviously in Vancouver it's a very um heavily Indian based uh or Southeast Asian. How South Asian, I, yeah, 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 How are you wanna identify? Indian's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, scene right yeah. and compared to the Hispanic scene that we have here it's, yeah. uh, it's I believe the Hispanic culture here is relatively small yeah minuscule compared to Surrey uh, yeah. and in that community right so that's always amazing to hear those type of stories but um,
1: and we're glad like people are accepting it because now you have Barnan's doing like a once a month Indian night. Celebrities is doing an Indian night now. Like, there's all these different venues. Uh, the, the Pearl, Hollywood Theater, they're all doing Indian nights now. And, you know, go back to four years ago, like I said, we were shopping around every single club and no one wanted to do it. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Name one genius that ain't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, aside from all those successes, another thing I wanted to kind of t- uh, briefly talk about. Was the the mindset inside the club? Yeah, I've always, uh, like I said, I love to people watch. Yeah, usually if I'm in some sort of club or gathering of some sort, whether it's formal, non-formal, clubish, doesn't matter. I always like to sit back and watch people and uh, watch people, just how they interact, how they behave. I genuinely believe have a good radar for wannabes. Yeah, for the people who barely make. A paycheck every two weeks, and then just out the club because I want to show it off. Yeah, like how do you, as someone who's letting people in, how do you guide that? How do you, how are you able to pick that up relatively quick? Um, what's your mindset on that?
1: It's definitely a skill that I've developed over the years because you'll see the guys that, okay, so true ballers, they don't care to be seen. They don't care that. Um, you know, some of them will even say, oh, I don't want the flashing lights. They don't care where in the, t- in the club they are. They don't care if they have a table in the back. They'll still spend two, three grand. Um, but the guys that, you know, want make every dollar count are the ones that come in with their squad. Maybe they're dividing a bottle of Dom amongst ten different people, and they're all putting it on their Instagram. <laughs> you know, you have you you see those things, and you're like, oh, that's funny. You guys all pitched in on a $600 bottle, and now you're all putting it on your Instagram separately, like like you bought it. Um you know, you'll see the people that are like, okay, I'll do the two grand table, which is like whatever the the best table in the house, but I want this, 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 and this, and I want the girls to play this song and come out this way. And They'll come with all these demands, and you're like, okay, man, like, now you're being too much. Like, those are the people's, people that you can see, and, and, and you know that that's either their paycheck, they all scrounge around the money with their friends, whatever it is, they're not the true ballers. So, yeah, you pick up on that slowly.
0: I never thought about it in that perspective. Yeah. I rarely buy tables. But like for me, if I'm going out to a club, I'm gonna tell you right now, if the last time I went out to a club and I bought a table, it was objective. Yeah. Meaning that I had a mission. Yeah. I was there so I can get face to face with the specific one specific individual. Right. I've said it multiple times. Uh, another, another, uh, another with other guests is you always pay with time or you always pay with money. Yeah. And you can pay with money in a good way. Yeah. Or a bad way. Now the bad way you pay with money is just through a very hard lesson because you went cheap. Yeah. And cheap is expensive. Yeah. Or in my case, when I went out, I bought a table, and that was me fast tracking my ticket. I just bought person. a ticket. Yeah. I wanted one-on-one time. And I said, in order to get that one-on-one time, I need to make a statement. Yeah. I need to show who I am, what I am. Mm-hmm. And I want just, give me three minutes. Yeah. Three grand cost me three minutes. Yeah. But in my my mindset, I'm like, I just need two. Yeah. Maybe a minute 30. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to grab the attention that I need because my objective is to meet Tubbs. Yeah. And to have that one-on-one time with him just so I can you know do my pitch or whatever develop a basic relationship so then a month down the line we're talking on the podcast I I didn't buy a table at your club but but just for the concept's sake right I'm very I'm very mission orientated like if I'm out at the club I'll buy a bottle yeah but I'm not there for the bottle no I'm there because here you guys here's our team huddle you go that way you go that way you go that way
1: yeah
0: let's go boom And then we kind of break. Yeah, let's start they're they're a little football. Huddle, yeah, right. Other guys are, in my opinion, when they're going out, they're just like you said. They're all splitting a six hundred dollar bottle, bro. If you got to split a six hundred dollar bottle, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing A, you shouldn't be doing it. B, and you're gonna flaunt it like it's your own. This is just, I mean, from your story, this yeah. is how I'm. This is how yeah. I'm deconstructing that. Yeah, I'm looking at it as you live in a state of delusion. Yeah, you're lying to yourself why don't you pull yourself back and try to buy the bottle? Yeah. Work your ass off to buy the bottle. Who I, wants to leave in a state of delusion? Yeah. and a lie. You're just, it's, it's all lie-based. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? How could you, how could you as a man live like that? How can that be even acceptable? Who the fuck taught you that yeah. perspective?
1: Yeah, it trips me out when people in their 20s are doing this. I'm like, what are you celebrating? Like, you're putting on your credit card. You have no idea how you're going to pay it off next week. Like, to stay home go to work do something else like
0: I think that's one of the hardest things and you know what that's actually a really good question for you is how can you be 16 years in this industry because a lot of people in this industry I'm sure you'll agree with can stay in it but they'll have like this massive fault because they get caught up yeah they get caught up with I mean, bottles over respawns are really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's,
1: that's. Well, I'm married, so I stay away from them. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, some of them are best but, friends, but, but, yeah. but you know
0: what I mean? They get yeah. caught up in the life. They get caught up in the drinking. They get caught yep. up with the nightlife. Yep. It's very easy to get sucked into a nightlife.
1: It really is, man, honestly. And the other part of that is it's really hard to just be on all the time. Yeah. Like, you think about it uh, and, as someone that's not in life life. For me to be there every week, every week it's somebody's birthday. Everyone's celebrating something. There's a graduation going on. Someone got engaged, and for you, every week to be just as happy for them and to be on, is the whole other struggle of that as well, right? So, yeah, it's easy to be caught up and go down, but it's also hard to stay like at that energy. So, I mean, for me, like I'm huge on personal mindset, and like, like I told you before. This is a business for me. If this wasn't yes. a business, if I wasn't out there making money, there's no reason I would be spending that much time in a club or nightlife or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I take the personal away and I treat it like a business is what keeps me going. And keeps me yeah, there.
0: and you know what? That's a, that's a big props for that because seriously, a lot of people a lot of people can can't even do that with their own basic lifestyle. Yeah, like don't get high off your own supply. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> exactly. that, that's that's what it breaks down to. But um.
1: but also like you know what I tell people too is like like I've been doing this a long time and yes a lot of like other clubs know me or people that work in the industry and all that but I never try to like flex on anyone or try to like you know oh I've been doing this as long as you don't know who I am like I get people that aren't nobodies that say to me do you know who I am and I'm like who are you bro like <laughs> but I'll go to other clubs and like if I don't recognize the bouncers out front or the hosts or something I'll just go stand in the line like it's fine like and people are like bro what are you doing like just go tell them like you work here and I'm like bro I, I don't, I don't know them. I'm not going to go do that. Let's, it's going to be 20 minutes. Just chill. Let's just wait here. Yeah. And people like get blown by having that sort of a mindset. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you should be able to flex on people. And, I'm like, well, that's only going to take me downwards. It's going to make me look arrogant. It's going to make me See, look. See, and whatever.
0: that's, I think, I think most men need to learn how to do that ego check. Yeah. You know, everybody wants a fucking quick. They don't get basic lines of respect. They don't get basic. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't know him. Yeah. Like, what more do you want me to do? You want yeah. me to name drop? Yeah. If they don't know me and I name drop myself and they already don't know me, what difference is it going to make? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm going to still get in. Right. Yeah. If I have a problem, I'm sure I can call someone. But why call in that favor? Yeah. Exactly. Why call in that shit? That exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, people just get a lot of ego gets played into it. I have, I have my own. I have an ego. Yeah. But I know when it's my time yeah I know when I need to sit back and listen yeah exactly and most people can't sit back and listen so no
1: like I said it all goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning about being self-aware yeah. not everybody has that right yeah. so. so
0: so I think that's one of the one of the definitions here about being one percent be self-aware yeah. understand your your ego put that to the side be able to be objective yeah you can't be too happy you can't be too sad you can't be too angry you got to be always centered yeah. right in the middle because yep. yeah worst decisions are always made pissed off
1: 100% your best and worst decisions are made when you're super happy or super sad
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah well you know what love to do this again another absolutely, time yeah. but you know what uh, uh, it was a great conversation and uh can't wait to see you out more. I'm going to check out Club Mumbai. Yeah, I'm going to definitely go out for to come out tonight.
1: We're going to be open tonight. To yeah, come yeah, see us. Okay, <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, I've technically after this, I got another. See, this is this is what I love about my mindset of finding other people who have my mindset. We I did two podcasts today, yeah. yourself and one other person. Yep. Yeah. After this, I still got a business meeting. Yeah, yeah. After good. this, I'm still going to go meet with clients. After this, I'm still going to. You know, entertain and build that comfortability and, 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 yeah. and try to make that make sure that relationship grows. And then after that, I still got one more person I got to go see. Yeah. No booty call. <laughs> but, but, no, it's just one of those things where it's a constant grind. It's a constant hustle because I do not feel satisfied with yep. what I am. Good. I'm doing well, but I'm doing not bad. But still, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I constantly check myself and strip the titles and yep. strip everything else and go back to zero every morning. Good. Every morning is a fear of losing it. Yeah, every morning is a fear of it all going away. Yeah, and That's good. That's what will push you man. Yeah, like again I'm, I'm very internal and yeah. I know myself and I'm more or less biohacked what drives me and I've always thought of and, and, and uh, I don't know if you can relate but I've always thought of, of three things that drives me one I have a I have a big ego like I like I've said I have no shame in saying I got it like it's confidence for me yeah. and I have an ultra ultra sense of confidence in what I can do and what I can accomplish yeah. and I know I fucking deserve it and I know yeah. I'm gonna fucking do it and make it but my yang to that my yin and yang to that is I actually have a huge insecurity mm. of losing it all yeah and that drives me to so I'm super confident in what I'm able to do. Yeah. But I also never want to lose it. So I'm constantly working. So it this just it, it levels itself off, right? Yeah. But the whole key to this is just consistency yeah. and discipline. It's those days which I know you're gonna agree with. It's those days you don't wanna go out. Yeah. It's the days where you're like, screw this. Yeah. It's the days you don't want to do something, but you know you have to you have to and those are the days that matter more than those congratulations
1: bullshit 100% man 100% and you're right any given day you wake up that could be the day you lose it all and I, if I can take away anything from this podcast it will be that man to keep that like little bit of scarcity in you yeah Yeah. keep it going I like that dope Mm
0: -hmm. man well, awesome, bud. Awesome. Here, it was a great having you here. Yeah. And I know we will be seeing you again. And definitely. Definitely, I'm going to plan something for tonight. You'll get a little text message from me.
1: <laughs> you again. got it. I got you guys. Right. No problem. All right. Thank you. Talk soon, bud. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Awesome. awesome. Love it. Yeah. That was
1: awesome, <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
0: I think I was Hi, my name is This is the 1% podcast. That was, uh, that was a good one. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys.